Today is September the 13th. Today, we see the Child King. Reading through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read 2 Chronicles 23 to 25. In 23, we have the story of Athaliah's death. Um, one of uh, uh, Ahaziah's uh, uh, sisters found a child who had just been born and snuck him away. Uh, that child was actually raised by uh, the high priest Jehoiada. Uh, he spent his first seven years in the temple. And the temple apparently was a place that Athaliah just never went. So she never found out about Joash, uh, the son of Ahaziah. Well, in chapter uh, 24, Athaliah is killed and Joash begins to rule. Notice 24.1, Joash was seven years old when he became king. Can you imagine that? a king of Israel at seven years old. But, uh, you know, he was a good ruler. Uh, look at um, 24.17. Uh, After Jehoiada's death, the leaders of Israel of Judah came and bowed before King Joash and persuaded him to listen to their advice. So, uh, uh, Jehoiada, the high priest, actually lived quite a long time. Uh, Joash basically did whatever Jehoiada told him to. And when Jehoiada died, he had other leaders of Israel come to him and tell him, you need us, do what we tell you to. And he did. Well, Joash died. By and large, he was a good king. Uh, we come to chapter 25, Amaziah begins to reign. Notice uh, 25.2, Amaziah did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, but not wholeheartedly. We'll see what Amaziah did as we read today. Enjoy today as we read Second Chronicles 23-25. to 25. Second Chronicles 23 to 25, New Living Translation, Second Chronicles 23. In the seventh year of Athaliah's reign, Jehoiada the priest decided to act. He summoned his courage and made a pact with five army commanders, Azariah of Jehoram, Ishmael son of Jehohanan, Azariah son of Obed, Maaseiah son of Adiah, and Elishaphat, son of Zikri. These men traveled secretly throughout Judah and summoned the Levites and clan leaders in all the towns to come to Jerusalem. They all gathered at the temple of God where they made a solemn pact with Joash, the young king. Jehoiada said to them, Here's the king's son. The time will come for him to reign. The Lord has promised that a descendant of David 
will be our king. This is what you must do. When you priests and Levites come on duty on the Sabbath, a third of you will serve as gatekeepers. Another third will go over to the royal palace. The final third will be at the foundation gate. Everyone else should stay in the courtyards of the Lord's temple. Remember, only the priests and Levites on duty may enter the temple of the Lord, for they're set apart as holy. The rest of the people must obey the Lord's instructions and stay outside. You Levites, form a bodyguard around the king and keep your weapons in hand. Kill anyone who tries to enter the temple. Stay with the king wherever he goes. So the Levites and all the people of Judah did everything as Jehoiada the priest ordered. The commanders took charge of the men reporting for duty that Sabbath, as well as those who were going off duty. Jehoiada the priest did not let anyone go home after their shift ended. Then Jehoiada supplied the commanders with the spears and the large and small shields that had once belonged to King David and were stored in the temple of God. He stationed all the people around the king with their weapons ready. They formed a line from the south side of the temple around to the north side and all around the altar. Then Jehoiada and his sons brought out Joash, the king's son, placed a crown on his head and presented him with a copy of God's laws. They anointed him and proclaimed him king. Everyone shouted, Long live the king! When Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and the shouts of praise to the king, she hurried to the Lord's temple to see what was happening. When she arrived, she saw the newly crowned king standing in his place of authority by the pillar at the temple entrance. The commanders and trumpeters were surrounding him. People from all over the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. Singers with musical instruments were leading the people in a great celebration. When Athaliah saw this, she tore her clothes in despair and shouted, Treason! Treason! Then Jehoiada the priest ordered the commanders who were in charge of the troops, Take her to the soldiers in front of the temple. Kill anyone who tries to rescue her. For the priest had said, she must not be killed in the temple of the Lord. So they seized her and led her out to the entrance of the horse gate at the palace grounds, and they killed her there. Then Jehoiada made a covenant between himself and the king and the people that they would be the Lord's people. All the people went over to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They demolished the altars and smashed the idols. They killed Matan, the priest of Baal, in front of the altars. Jehoiada now put the priests and Levites in charge of the temple of the Lord, following all the directions given by David. He also commanded them to present burnt offerings to the Lord, as prescribed by the law of Moses, and to sing and rejoice as David had instructed. He also stationed gatekeepers at the gates of the Lord's temple to keep out those who for any reason were ceremonially unclean. Then the commanders, nobles, rulers, and all the people of the land escorted the king from the temple of the Lord. They went through the upper gate and into the palace, and they seated the king on the royal throne. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was peaceful because Athaliah had been killed. Second Chronicles 24 Joash was seven years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem forty years. His mother was Ziblah, 
from Beersheba. Joash did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight throughout the lifetime of Jehoiada the priest. Jehoiada chose two wives for Joash, and he had sons and daughters. At one point, Joash decided to repair and restore the temple of the Lord. He summoned the priests and Levites and gave them these instructions. Go to all the towns of Judah and collect the required annual offerings so that we can repair the temple of your God. Do not delay. But the Levites did not act immediately. So the king called for Jehoiada the high priest and asked him, Why haven't you demanded that the Levites go out and collect the temple taxes from the towns of Judah and from Jerusalem? Moses, the servant of the Lord, levied this tax to the community of Israel in order to maintain the tabernacle of the covenant. Over the years, the followers of Rukadathaliah had broken into the temple of God. They'd used all the dedicated things from the temple of the Lord to worship the images of Baal. So now the king ordered a chest to be made and set outside the gate leading to the temple of the Lord. Then a proclamation was sent throughout Judah and Jerusalem, telling the people to bring to the temple the tax that Moses, the servant of God, had required of the Israelites in the wilderness. This pleased all the leaders and the people, and they gladly brought their money and filled the chest with it. Whenever the chest became full, the Levites would carry it to the king's officials. Then the court secretary and an officer of the high priest would come and empty the chest and take it back to the temple again. This went on day after day, and a large amount of money was collected. The king and Jehoiada gave the money to the construction supervisors, who hired masons and carpenters to restore the temple of the Lord. They also hired metal workers, who made articles of iron and bronze for the Lord's temple. The men in charge of the renovation worked hard and made steady progress. They restored the temple of God according to its original design and strengthened it. When all the repairs were finished, they brought the remaining money to the king and Jehoiada. It was used to make various articles for the temple of the Lord, articles for worship services and for burnt offerings, including ladles and other articles made of gold and silver. And the burnt offerings were sacrificed continually in the temple of the Lord during the lifetime of Jehoiada the priest. Jehoiada lived to a very old age, finally dying at 130. He was buried among the kings in the city of David because he had done so much good in Israel for God and his temple. But after Jehoiada's death, the leaders of Judah came and bowed before King Joash and persuaded him to listen to their advice. They decided to abandon the temple of the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and they worshipped Asherah poles and idols instead. Because of this sin, divine anger fell on Judah and Jerusalem. Yet the Lord sent prophets to bring them back to him. The prophets warned them, but still the people would not listen. Then the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, son of Jehoiada the priest. He stood before the people and said, This is what God says. Why do you disobey the Lord's commands and keep yourself from prospering? You've abandoned the Lord. Now he has abandoned you. The leaders plotted to kill Zechariah and King Joash, ordered that they stone him to death in the courtyard of the Lord's temple. That was how King Joash repaid Jehoiada for his loyalty, by killing his son. 
Zechariah's last words as he died were, May the Lord see what they're doing and avenge my death. In the spring of the year, the Aramean army marched against Joash. They invaded Judah and Jerusalem and killed all the leaders of the nation. Then they sent all the plunder back to their king in Damascus. Although the Arameans attacked with only a small army, the Lord helped them conquer the much larger army of Judah. The people of Judah had abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, so judgment was carried out against Joash. The Arameans withdrew, leaving Joash severely wounded, but his own officials plotted to kill him for murdering the son of Jehoiada the priest. They assassinated him as he lay in bed. Then he was buried in the city of David, but not in the royal cemetery. The assassins were Jazakar, the son of an Ammonite woman named Shimeath, and Jehozabad, the son of a Moabite woman named Shomer. The account of the sons of Joash, the prophecies about him, and the record of his restoration in the temple of God are written in the commentary on the book of Kings. His son, Amaziah, became the next king. Second Chronicles 25 Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother was Jehoadin from Jerusalem. Amaziah did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, but not wholeheartedly. When Amaziah was well established as king, he executed the officials who had assassinated his father. However, he did not kill the children of his assassins, for he obeyed the command of the Lord as written by Moses in the book of the law. Parents must not be put to death for the sins of the children, nor children for the sins of their parents. Those deserving to die must be put to death for their own crimes. Then Amaziah organized the army, assigning generals and captains for all Judah and Benjamin. He took a census and found that he had an army of 300,000 select troops, 20 years old and older, all trained in the use of spear and shield. He also paid about 7,500 pounds of silver to hire 100,000 experienced fighting men from Israel. But a man of God came to him and said, Your Majesty, don't hire troops from Israel, for the Lord is not with Israel. He'll not help those people of Ephraim. If you let them go with your troops into battle, you'll be defeated by the enemy no matter how well you fight. God will overthrow you, for he has the power to help you or to trip you up. Amaziah asked the man of God, What about the silver I paid to hire the army of Israel? The man of God replied, The Lord is able to give you much more than that. So Amaziah discharged the hired troops and sent them back to Ephraim. This made them very angry with Judah. They returned home in a great rage. Then Amaziah summoned his courage and led his army to the Valley of Salt, where they killed 10,000 Edomite troops from Seir. They captured another 10,000 and took them to the top of a cliff and threw them off, dashing them to pieces on the rocks below. Meanwhile, the hired troops that Amaziah had sent home raided several of the towns of Judah between Samaria and Beth Horon. They killed 3,000 people and carried off great quantities of plunder. When King Amaziah returned from slaughtering the Edomites, he brought with him idols taken from the people of Seir. 
He set them up as his own gods, bowed down in front of them, and offered sacrifices to them. This made the Lord very angry, and he sent a prophet to ask, Why do you turn to gods who could not even save their own people from you? But the king interrupted him and said, Since when have I made you the king's counselor? Be quiet now before I have you killed. So the prophet stopped with this warning. I know that God is determined to destroy you because you've done this and have refused to accept my counsel. After consulting with advisor, King Amaziah of Judah sent this challenge to Israel's king Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, the grandson of Jehu. Come and meet me in battle. But King Joash of Israel replied to Amaziah of Judah with this story. Out in the Lebanon mountains, a thistle sent a message to a mighty cedar tree. Give your daughter in marriage to my son. But just then a wild animal of Lebanon came by and stepped on the thistle, crushing it. You're saying, I've defeated Edom. You're very proud of it, but my advice is to stay at home. Why stir up trouble that'll only bring disaster on you and the people of Judah? But Amaziah refused to listen, for God was determined to destroy him for turning to the gods of Edom. So King Jehoash of Israel mobilized his army against King Amaziah of Judah. The two armies drew up their battle lines at Beth Shemesh in Judah. Judah was routed by the army of Israel. Its army scattered and fled for home. King Jehoash of Israel captured Judah's king, Amaziah, son of Joash, grandson of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. He brought him to Jerusalem, where he demolished 600 feet of Jerusalem's wall, from the Ephraim gate to the quarter gate. He carried off all the gold and silver and all the articles from the temple of God that had been in the care of Obed-Edom. He also seized the treasures of the royal palace, along with hostages, and then returned to Samaria. King Amaziah of Judah lived for 15 years after the death of King Jehoash of Israel. The rest of the events in Amaziah's reign, from beginning to end, are recorded in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. After Amaziah turned away from the Lord, there was a conspiracy against his life in Jerusalem. He fled to Lachish, but his enemies sent assassins after him. They killed him there. They brought his body back on a horse, and he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see the leper king.